I'm Robin Crane, and this is the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. Listen, I was a financial advisor for over a decade, and I got so sick of the old archaic strategies that your grandpa used to get clients. What the industry teaches today is still so outdated and just doesn't work anymore. So I had to find a better way for myself, and then I got obsessed with sharing these how-tos with other women like me. The stuff I teach doesn't require giving up your life, your sanity, or your family time. I want women like you to have it easier than I had it, so you can thrive in the industry. I've now helped thousands of women grow their financial businesses to multiple six figures, some even seven figures per year. So on this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at how they did it so you can do it too. Let's dive into the show. I am so excited to bring you this special FEM series in our podcast. FEM stands for Female Empowered Moneymakers, and I launched this program back in 2016, and we have so many exciting and fun and interesting stories to share, so we're doing a special series. I brought one of my favorite people in the world to to help me today and and kind of co-host together, Lisa Chastain. She actually started my program in October of 2016, and she was actually in the hole as a financial advisor. She was making negative $300 a month when we looked at the numbers and averaged it out over three year a three-year period. And she was able to turn that around and in the first year make 128,000. So she's got a very special story, but also we talked about in this episode, what is happening with them? What is changing in, in our world around our mission and what we want to do in this industry and how you could be a part of that and how you can learn from that. So buckle up. This is going to be an awesome episode. You're going to love it. Welcome, welcome to a very, very special episode of Growing Your Financial Business the Woman's Way. This is a FEM episode. Not only is it a FEM episode, we're actually going to have a whole FEM series, and this is the beginning. And I brought on um, one of the OGs, as we call them in, in FEM, Lisa Chastain. And I'll tell you a little about her, but we're going to talk a lot about just FEM in general, what the heck that is, and why you might want to know about it. And I promise you listening to this will be valuable and helpful um, and just motivating so that you can get bigger and better results because FEM stands for Female Empowered Money Makers. So if you want to make more money and you want to feel more empowered, then this is a great uh, a great episode for you. Um, so let me bring in Lisa first and then we'll go back to what the heck is, is FEM and why are you talking about it. But um, Lisa joined FEM back in the end, I think, of, of tw- 2016. Does that sound accurate? October 2016. Okay, see, she knows the dates like I know dates. And actually, you one up me there. So October 2016. And um, back then I had, I think I did have my RAP program, right? My Revenue Accelerator program, but it was a different version of it. And it was kind of more like a course than anything else uh, with maybe a little bit of coaching and very different than the way it is today. And, um, and you to give the end, end, end result we'll start with to hook them there is that Lisa came in basically after being in the financial industry for three years, not making money. In fact, going broke being in the financial industry, essentially um, spending more than she was making. So she was dipping into a retirement account every single month, every single year for those three years. And, you know, I had said that, you know, FEM is kind of higher caliber and she didn't think she was making enough money to even be part of the program. And I saw this amazing just potential in her. And it's not about how much money you make. It's just one of the things that we use as criteria just to kind of know if that might be right, the right fit. Um, and, you know, Again, going in the opposite direction financially for her financial business. And when she started, she made $10,000 in the first three months, which was bigger, you know, more money than she'd ever made. And then over the next 12 months, 128000 So she did six figures in her first year, um, just starting from femme after never making, I think, more than $54,000 in her life. So, um, yeah, so that's the, the overview. But tell them a little about your experience, um, which is what you your experience with FEM and how it really helped you and even just kind of set the trajectory for your life. Cause you, you have gone in a different direction as well. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about this before the interview and I can say without a doubt, without any hesitation that I would not be who I am today and I would not be where I am today without you and FEM. There is no question it altered the course of my life for two reasons. One, the coaching, and the information that you provide, Robin, is second to none. You are one of the best saleswomen on the planet. And and in the finance industry, I I did I did not know how to sell. And I wasn't in a healthy conversation about sales. And you really helped me shift that for the rest, like 
it altered the course of my life, learning how to sell for my business. Hmm. Um, and then also the community, which I, I'm a femme for life. I was femme three. And then I don't remember a few more femmes after that. And then I've, I've coached and mentored for femme. It's such a special group of women and they, and being a part of that community saved my life. Uh, it, it, I know that sounds overdramatic, but it's true. I just, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I didn't know what I was going to do with my career. The combination of you and Trevor, and then also the femme community, I am where I am today because of all of that. And the sky's the limit. Yeah. And what I didn't mention is that Lisa is a best selling author, number one best selling author. She's been Oprah Magazine, Entrepreneur, Fortune. I mean, probably I won't know all the all the mentions and all the magazines and all the different um, media outlets. But I mean, she I, I didn't ask for her bio because we're just like best friends now. But it's like she's she's known as the the millennial women or millennial money coach for women. How do you how would you say it? Do I say that right? Yeah, I mean, right now I'm yes, I started out as a millennial what did, what was it? Millennial money coach, I think is what we called me <laughs> back in the day. And now it's really, it's really just extended to, I'm on a mission for women to become the financial leaders of their lives and the financial leaders of the world. That's my mission today. Yeah. So she jumped into femme and actually very early on, like decided that she wanted to do more money coaching. And I had done a lot of money coaching, kind of paved the path for that. So she's like, okay, this is possible. And um, she's just made it better and better. Like she's some of my, I know you use some of my stuff and money type quiz and things like that, but then like has created this incredible program and uh, incredible name for yourself, influencer, especially in the Las Vegas area. And I'm um, very well known on social media and all the things. So um, yeah, it's been incredible to see the growth there. And I know there's a lot of personal things that you can share about what's transformed your, in your life, not just the financial stuff. Um, but I want to just take a step back and, and fulfill my promise around what, what femme is. And then Lisa, you can talk more about kind of the identity of femme and, and how, what, what's kind of, you know, what's, how it's affected your life, I guess. Um, but let me tell you, let me tell you, um, first, all of you listening about what femme is. So I started femme, uh, like Lisa said, she was femme three. We used to count them back, you know, when we started the first femme started in actually February of 2016. So you were at the, near the end of that year, but that was our first femme. It was a six month program. I came up with this idea of female empowered moneymakers because I, I, at the time wasn't just working with financial advisors. I was looking to help women and make more money. And what I realized as a financial advisor myself was that I was really stressed about helping people with their, you know, managing their money and helping people with their money in a lot of regards, especially when the market went down. And, and I also had a lot of challenges. You mentioned sales, like a lot of, had a lot of challenges when it came to sales. Like I just didn't want to be salesy. I didn't want to be manipulative. I didn't, you know, get to become a financial advisor because, uh, I wanted more money. Like that felt greedy. I really wanted to help people. And, um, and then I realized I kind of had clients who also had businesses and I realized I was much better at helping them make more money than I was at actually helping them grow their money and invest their money. And so I started helping them with sales and helping them with marketing. And, you know, there's always, and I did a ton of, a ton of, uh, personal development so that I couldn't help, but help them with their mindset. And then I decided based on help with, from my coach that I should do a group program and it would be called femme and it would help female entrepreneurs grow their businesses. And that's really how it started. And, um, you know, it was really successful from, from the get go. We, I mean, just had amazing women in the program. And I remember actually your family said that it was the first time that I was filling a group, not from my warm market, cause this was number three. It was actually, I was filling it from Facebook ads and from other marketing sources, mm -hmm. which I was like, am I going to be able to get this, the same type of women? Because we were like, femme now is an identity. Femme means something like we're not just female empowered money makers. Like we want to make a difference in this world. We want to make, you know, such a bigger impact, but also like we want to get paid for it. <laughs> you know, we don't want to just, just be giving, giving, giving. We're going to give more because we make more and we're going to help more people and all these things. And so that identity, I was like, can we find these people and other the people I don't already know? And you were of that group, that cohort that, you know, came from online marketing on Facebook that, you know, and, and when I, we had our first conversation, I was like, oh my gosh, she's such a femme because it was now an identity and I could just like, I could see it, you know, before you could. So tell us, yeah, but a little bit about your experience. And actually, let me say one more thing about femme and the reason we're doing this um, femme series podcast is because we're actually going to have the last 
FM. And this is very hard for me to say and sad for me to say. Um, and you may be wondering why we're celebrating all this and why are we changing things? But I'll give you um, the, the main reason is because what we realized with how we want to impact women in this world around financial services now is that we want more women in the industry, which we've always wanted. We want to increase the footprint of women in the industry. We want them to be able to succeed more. And what we've realized by just kind of going from, let's say, Facebook ads, like outside into the industry, it's hard to get to get people to know this exists and I exist and we have this stuff just going to a very small percentage of the industry, which is maybe 20 to 24%. So we're going to open up uh, our business to be helping men and women in still the woman's way, in a way where it's really serving clients at the highest level, helping them be more empowered, not all around transactions. And that we think the way we can actually help more women is not just by helping women, which is a really weird thing for me to say. But I what we came to realize is that if we can get to having men shift the industry as well and and bring more women in, not just women, but also minorities and and be more accommodating to how we do business and a nurturing way of doing business, then it's going to be much more inviting for women to be in the industry and stay in the industry. So we're shifting our, our a model a bit and this the goal is still the same the mission is still the same but um we really we really believe that this is going to help us impact more women by not just working with women so anyway that's bringing you guys up to date with what's going on yeah give me some thoughts on that and we'll go back to your experience but like because this was a really hard decision for me as you know now i'm interviewing me while you're watching and then changing the interview to interview myself no just kidding but go ahead go ahead you tell me like your thoughts about that and and the industry as a whole and the needs that um, or we, we have for this industry. Yeah. Rewind to 2015, 2016, and the world was a different place and women needed a place to come together and learn and, and take this on, take business on, take money on. And I, I wholeheartedly believe because of the work that you've been doing in the financial industry and for business owners, the work that I've been doing, that collectively women have come together and say, we're going to take this, this conversation on almost what, not even quite 10 years later, the world has shifted in so many ways. It's not the same world that it was 10 years ago. And we, I, I wholeheartedly believe and your husband's a good example of this, and my husband's a good example of this, is that we cannot be successful without men. So we we had to do the work on our own, I think, to create a voice, to create a conversation, to say, hey, we can do this. And now I think that we're away from female empowerment and into leadership, and we have to bring men along with us. It's not an either or. We are not against them. I don't really agree with the F the patriarchy kind of conversation. It's like we get to do this work together. We get to thrive together. But you know what, guys? Women are here and we're here to stay in leadership roles. And we, we have to work together to accomplish what it is that we want to accomplish on this planet. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I think like even... I still think there needs to be a place for women to go and be vulnerable. And, and I will create that space somehow. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but that space, I think we still need, um, you know, I was, uh, talk actually one of the podcasts that hasn't come out yet, but that you guys will hear in a few days probably is with Tandy. And she was talking about how, um, how, through she's at LPL and how she'd go to a conference with women, even women. And it wasn't the same type of space, like not even close. Like it just, there's more competition inherently. It's just, there wasn't a closeness. And I think what we create in this environment and femme is, is this, um, just this permission to be who you are and be authentic and be vulnerable. And I do think no matter what, like my, I, I hope we can still do that with men and have men in the room that are willing to be vulnerable as well. And we have right now, as the time of this recording, I have one guy in my program who's amazing and you know, he's never made it feel weird that he's a guy in the program. And it's like, see what it feels like now you're the only dude and we're all the women, you know, no, but not to get him back. But, um, but it's just, I, I I agree with you. Like we've never been like against men, but I did feel like there wasn't a place for women. And and, and I even had someone in Femme say, you know, when, if you bring men into this, like I'm gone, you know. Um, and I understand that because there's a special place right now, and and we want like this last Femme we're doing right now 
It's actually uh, starting officially in October. Um, so if you guys have, if you have any interest in getting in FEM before it, it, it does shift, um, definitely send us an email at support at robincrane.com. Put FEM in the, in the subject line and we'll get, have a conversation because this is going to be so amazing. I just had um, actually Tandy uh, just rejoin FEM and I'm talking to a lot of the ladies I'm bringing on the podcast to rejoin FEM, like to make this the best FEM ever. But I do think you're mm-hmm. right, Lisa, in regards to, it's all about collaboration. And I love the, I love the shift that you're saying. This is very on brand of you to say, even though you have empower women, something in the background I can see there, but going from empowerment to leadership, what does that say? Empowered women, see empowered women. So empowered, but also leadership. I think that's really, that's really huge is, and that distinction is really cool. It's like, I do want women to feel empowered and we also need to lead. And I think a lot of, you know, what, what we did very well with femme and what we still do with women is to give them permission to, like I said, be authentic and vulnerable and to stand out and to, and to own their voice and, and all that. Um, Brenda, who's also another podcast coming up. Um, she was mentioning when we recorded it that, um, she was one of 20, one woman and, and, and 20, a sea of 23 advisors and all 22 were men. Right. So she was the only woman there. And like she said, I couldn't, have an opinion. Like if I had an opinion, they just shut me down. And and if I said like, I don't think we should do it this way. They're like, just do it. Just, this is how you make money. Just do it. You know? And like, so that stuff has to stop, which is why I think I can't just change the women because you know, if I help empower you, but then the environment with men is just to shut you down and not give you a voice. You could try to lead all you want, but if you're one of 23, you know, and you're the only woman, like you can scream to the rooftops and they're just going to kick you out, you know, but if I can get some of those men to, to be help with this and be collaborative and lead this Mm -hmm. together and they understand like, we need women in the industry. We need, you know, this feminine energy. We need more nurturing and, and, and we need more conversations with people about money, not just fact finding about, you know, whatever about money. And they see that and I can get my hands on helping some of these men. I think it's going to make it a better home for women overall. And now there's a place for them to lead with a lot more traction. So that's the the new vision uh, as far as the how to get there is like you said, is that we need men to be part of this mission. And the second person I had on my, on this women's podcast was uh, Ron Carson, you know, and from Carson group, and he's clearly a man and totally, not only was he talking about how important it is to have women be more successful in the industry, but also also minorities and like how, like we have to shift the industry as a whole. And so it's just bigger than what I started with, you know, and I think um, that's why we're going in that direction. But I do think this is a very special time for us to still claim our last femme together with all, all women. So any thoughts on that or just, you know, you can transition into your story if you'd like. Um, well, I just think it's, it's appropriate in business, Robin, you're leading the way you've always done that. And that you're saying, Hey, it's a new market. It's a new world. And you're making the necessary shifts that you need to make to acknowledge that. So it's a huge lesson for all of us to say, we get to be inclusive of all conversations. And the best way for us to transform the world is to have everyone at the table. We can't do it by excluding ourselves. So I'm just, I'm super excited for the direction that, um, that you're taking your company and the conversation into the world of finance. And there will still be a place for fam. I think that it's not gone forever. I just think that it's in transition and how many businesses, you know, T-Mobile just laid off 5,000 people today. How many businesses are making necessary shifts to be able to break into this new economy, whatever that's going to look like. So I, I'm just, I'm super excited. Honestly, I'm not sad. I'm celebrating you and the growth that you, that you're on. And I think as, as femmes and femme alumni, we can come together and figure out how, who we can be for this new movement, for this new industry, because it's changing rapidly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. So tell them a little yeah. about yeah, your experience, like just from, cause now you're alumni, you're femme for life, all those, but like what, where were you at? Tell them a little about, bit where you were at and kind of what has transformed for you over the years and, and definitely, you know, whatever yeah. you're willing to share as far as the personal stuff as well. I think that's really important because that's your life, right? Yeah. I don't even recognize myself anymore. Honestly, like there's been so many changes. When we first met in 2016, I was still married um, to my first husband. My son, Connor, 2016, Connor was eight-ish like seven, eight, so middle of elementary school. 
and I was really struggling. So in, in my business, I had made the decision that so many people make the, the decision to go on a business with their friend. Um, and I was in a private wealth management firm. And um, what I know now that I didn't know then is I was being challenged across the board in my life for so many reasons. When it comes to wealth and wealth creation and money, I was, uh, I was a fish out of water. I'd never been around money, but like real money before. My dad's a blue collared guy. My mom was a stay at home mom. The conversations we had about money growing up were not anything about investing, not anything about growing businesses, not anything about major wealth. I didn't learn any of that until I really got into college. And then still it was theoretical, you know, in different business classes about different concepts. I didn't even know what return on investment meant until I got into the finance industry. So in 2014, I joined my best friend's firm and being around millionaires for the first time was just incredibly uncomfortable. And one of the reasons I was failing is that I didn't relate. I couldn't relate. I didn't have a mindset around money that matched anybody that I was talking to. So that's one reason that I was failing. The other reason is exactly why FAM exists today is that the finance industry is sink or swim. And what do they tell you? Go out and talk to your family. Go. Uh, my family didn't have any money and they sure as hell didn't want to talk to me about money. <laughs> you know, they're like, stay away, stay away. This has a dirty negative connotation. That's how they felt about it. Um, and then I didn't have a network of people that I, you know, that I could go and talk to who fit that high net worth category. So that was another reason I was failing. And then my business partners were doing their own thing. They, they were trying to support me, but didn't really know how to support me. The things that I wanted to do, which felt more intuitive about sales, which are things that you taught or that you teach. Mm -hmm. They did not want me to go be selective. They did not want me to niche. They did not want me to work with younger people and I wasn't feeling supported. So meaning you stalking you on Facebook for the amount of time that I, that I was stalking you. Um, I was like, wow, I think she can really help me because I was super stuck. I was running out of money. I was watching my net worth just dwindle, 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 dwindle. At the same time, my ex-husband was in and out of work. So I was on this like downward scale, sliding scale. And like to your point, when we first met, it was so counterintuitive to who I identified as because my whole life I had felt like I had been successful in everything that I had tried. And in, in the finance industry, as a financial advisor, I just couldn't figure it out. And I was running out of money fast and I wasn't making great money. I wasn't making any money. So I knew that if I didn't do something, and this was July of 2016, I could see, I could see where I was headed and I didn't want to, I didn't want that to happen. And I really didn't know what to do. And I realized this isn't every now with the way that you've grown femme, this isn't every femme story, but that was my story at the time. So I took a risk and scheduled a call with you. And I remember like shaking, it was like blazing hot outside and I'm outside on the, like someone's house on the front yard, like having this call with you shaking, <laughs> you're asking me these questions and you're like, I think I can help you. And I was like, really? Cause I don't know if I can be helped. <laughs> like I'm not making great money. I just right. felt so unworthy at the time. But, um, but taking those first steps with you and jumping into FEM, flying out to at that time where you lived in New Jersey in October, it was friggin' freezing. First of all, I'm in Vegas. So I was like, this is crazy that I'm going to New Jersey and I'm going to meet a stranger and a whole room of strangers and possibility opened up again for me for the first time. And it was really refreshing. And then in the, in the, in the room, I remember, um, and if you ever go to one of Robin's events, with money in particular, it's a pretty stuffy topic and people are in suits and I've been to Ron Carson's events and everybody's just really formal. And we come in and you're dancing and music is blaring. And I was like, oh, I'm home. Right on, let's do this. Let's have some fun, giving high fives, giving hugs. And looking around the room, we were all there. Just, we all knew that we could be successful. We just didn't know how. So that's how we banded together in that first femme group to say, you know what, I'm going to do this, but we're going to support each other in doing it. And looking at where those femmes are today is pretty amazing to see what yeah. we've all been able to accomplish, but we still cheer each other on. We've all gone different ways, but like Brie, I'm all like, we're always shouting out to each other. She's writing her book. Finally, Jessica Weaver and I were all just always supporting each other. And, um, that's, that's the heart of femme 
that's, that's what, for me, that's what got me and had me still to this day being a champion of this world. That's awesome. Um, yeah. We got cleaners here, so you guys might be able to hear the vacuum a little bit, but you know, hashtag can't real life. It. Oh, you can't even hear it. See, this is good to have a good mic. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I think that's really awesome. And you know, you mentioned a couple ladies. Yeah. Brie Sedano, she, she, so not obviously everybody went a different route, but she decided to go more into the coaching field. Um, mm -hmm. and she, I remember a couple of years ago or so, like she, I reached out to her and she told me she just had her first hundred thousand dollar month. So that was really cool. And that was at least two years ago, if not longer. Um, and then, you know, Jessica Weaver, some people know she started her own, uh, firm and she has women's wealth boutique and she's doing extremely well. And actually a lot of the femmes have gone to, uh, partner with her and be under her firm. So it's so cool to see that growth and, and the compounding is just insane. Like I always talk about how, you know, when you invest in your business, it's such a bigger compounding and it's not really investing in your business it's more investing in yourself, but then investing in the market. And I can use that comparison all the time because, you know, with financial advisors, like, everyone knows, oh, we try to get 10% return. And, and that 10% is never, you know, constant. But if you got it 10% every year, year after year, like it's pretty decent compounding. But if you can take someone like Lisa or someone like Brie or someone like Jessica and help them double, triple, quadruple their business, well, that's a little bit different on the compounding front. You know, I was looking at just one of my clients recently who like she just got about 2 million and she paid $20,000 to work with me. And she already got 2 million or it's on its way, you know, and, and then other fees and whatever. And I'm like, I did the math and I'm like over 10 years, that's a 13 times return, like 13 times, 13 multiple. It's like people can't even sell their business for a multiple like that. You won't be able to sell your business, even your financial business for a multiple like that. But because of the, you know, she made an investment and she's gotten, you know, AUM, it's a lot easier to ROI. So for us, like Lisa and I, we're not doing AUM anymore. A bit harder, but still like even that, you know, 128,000. And then, you know, I obviously you've gone further and further and further and doubled again and double again, who knows, but like just, and it's not all about the money, but it's just like, you know, being able to be an influencer in your space and be able to also have, uh, you know, do well financially is, it's just amazing. So yeah, I am really proud of that. And I think it's interesting. You keep, you know, you mentioned sales again. It's like, I don't think of sales is the main thing, but I do think that, um, I think everyone kind of comes to FEM for the marketing, but they don't think they need sales. But I do think that is a huge component because, um, it's learning how to have conversations that drive action. It's actually what we don't yes. like to call sales, but definitely giving people a way to not be salesy and to not feel like they're pushing people. But like the only way you make money is when the conversion happens. So you have to be good at sales. And, um, it's, yeah. And it's easy to like say, oh, well, I'm pretty good because I close every referral. But if you can't get you know new people in and, and actually move them along faster and get them out of their own way, you're just a little bit lucky and maybe really, really good at what you do. So um, what are some of the other things like that, I guess, specific things that you learned in FEM uh, besides sales that really helped you with where you are today in your business and getting clients and building your ideal business and ideal life? Well, one thing I really appreciate about you is that you're constantly bringing in new experts and con like whatever you're learning to grow your business, you're bringing into FEM. So all of the experts that you've brought in, I remember I joined your legacy mastermind second or third year into FEM with you and Trevor and having access to, to your experts mm. was a game changer because mindset is such a huge part of growing our businesses and we can take the right action but if we don't have mindset that goes with it we could be sabbing our sabotaging ourselves over and mm -hmm. over again so even just having access to your experts listening to them helping reframe mindset on that side was super valuable for me and it still is super valuable for me i remember there was a call with steve you guys wrote an hour a day to six figures with mm -hmm. steve Right. What's his last yeah, name? Steve Napolitano. Napolitano. Yeah. Napolitano. Yeah. So um, having having heard from him and then reading your book and really thinking like, my God, it is totally possible to have what it is that I want. And we don't get that 
I, I, I know very few femmes who ever got that from their family or from their companies. It was more about what can you do for me? And you, you get into femme and it's like, no, what you do want matters. What you think you can do is possible. And we're going to figure it out and make it happen as a team and as a group and bring in whatever experts. So the mindset was huge. Huge, huge, huge. You know, you having been through Tony Robbins, you investing in neurolinguistic programming encouraged me to go out and get my certifications in neurolinguistic programming. So I think it's it's really important to say that this is a group of people who are leveling up across the board in our lives. And for women to do that to collectively and to, to lean into the money conversation is life altering. So that was that was huge for femme. And also just learning how to have fun and giving permission to have fun. Like the femme events are so amazing that we can do business, we can do professional development, we can learn awesome things, we can learn how to be great speakers. All the things that you teach in FEM are so vital to building a platform and building a brand, but also we can get together and really enjoy each other's companies. And you taught me how to do that and not be in scarcity about it. I remember the first time I went to the Bahamas was, was with you guys. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is really scary. But I... I did it. I, and I brought Connor and I'm so proud of that moment well, that, that I was fun. able to invest in myself. It was so fun. I wouldn't well, have yeah, ever done something actually, like that. I'm glad you brought that up because, um, yeah, we haven't done it. So yeah, uh, Lisa's talking about something that doesn't exist anymore. We tried this mastermind and, um, it, I, I would say, I guess it didn't work. We, we had a great time, we had, but we didn't continue it. Um, and for femme, um, we just decided, so we're having our normal, we have a, an event in October and we're having another event in, in May and we just decided we're going to do a retreat probably in March and go somewhere cool. So whether it's Bahamas or Costa Rica or something like that, but, and I, I told the ladies, you know, I said, this is just, you know, a bonus and we're, we're going to mostly just have fun. Like I'm happy to answer coaching questions and things will come up by the pool or on the beach or whatever. And, um, and then we'll maybe have little pocket, maybe, you know, if Lisa, you come, we can teach something or we'll have, you know, not just from me teaching, but from everybody sharing and, casual and just all about abundance because I think that that's helped me a lot in the masterminds that I'm in. You know, I'm in a women's mastermind called the Unicorn Club. It's very high level, but we don't just sit around and talk business all the time. Like our last uh, day that we just had in San Diego, we were making vision boards, uh, you know, outside, right? Overlooking the ocean and, and getting our glue sticks like we're kindergarten again. And it was it was awesome. And just hanging out by the pool and talking to JJ and JJ Virgin and just talking about her new book that's going to come out. So we're like talking about really cool, big ideas and big things and talking about promoting books and, you know, how like a three year timeline of promotion. And I was talking to Sage Levine, who has a very successful business. And I probably know none of you guys are going to know these people, but, um, you know, big influencers, like just talking about just how she's structuring her business. And now I can like go and WhatsApp her and ask her, Hey, you know, what do you think about this? So that community for me has been so huge. And, and the abundance factor of seeing where these women are and that they're not just like have their head in a book, just trying to learn, learn, learn. It's so much about the experience that gets us to shift our mindset about what is possible and then just create it. And actually like with, with way less complexity, especially financial advisors, it's like, man, you guys make things complicated. It's like, okay, all we need is three parts of business. We got lead sales and fulfillment. Like that's it, baby. Like let's get them more people, more qualified people to talk to. Let's convert them to clients and let's try to systematize what you're doing on the back end um, and in, in the operations. So you don't have to spend as much time. And, and one of the things I am bringing and you said I bring experts and the things that, you know, I'm learning. I also, what I'm doing for this femme is I'm bringing in someone who is better at something that I'm not good at because um, what I found is when we say lead sales, fulfillment, Fulfillment, the fulfillment side is what most advisors are spending their time on. And there's only so much capacity when you got to spend all that time. Hopefully it's not doing paperwork and you have someone on your team doing that. But even the other stuff of like how long it takes for onboarding and what's the whole process to go from, you know, that meeting to the next and how you do your, your financial planning stuff and how you even get referral, like all these things. And like there's systems that we can put into place. And I'm not the best at that. I'm good at creating the systems for marketing and sales. But um, even that I'm not like completely like, like, we have really amazing systems, but like 
the operation side is not my thing. And so we're bringing in someone and we haven't finalized it, so I can't announce it yet, but an incredible, incredible person um, to help with that side. And because I want there to be more efficiency, I want there to be more streamlining. I want, I know financial advisors don't want to spend a lot of time marketing themselves. They don't want to spend a lot of time, like, you know, especially on social media and doing all this branding stuff that we do a lot, but it's like, they got managed like hundreds of clients sometimes every year, year after year. So like the more we can systematize that and streamline that, the more we can free up time so they can go get another five to 10 ideal clients and then just create their ideal business. Actually, Tandy, I was just talking about again, the podcast we recorded, but hasn't come out yet. And I said she did 10 million in 10 months and then more beyond that. But then, you know, she took a break from femme. I talked to her after the podcast and I was like, Hey, by the way, do you want to talk about femme? And so we talked about it. And I said, she, she rejoined, um, the way she told me today, this morning, actually, she just told me and I got on the call with her and she said, I want to repeat. <laughs> so I was ah. like, does that mean you're in? And she's like, I want to do another 10 to 15 million. And she's like, I know you can help me do it. Like, so I'm really excited. So it was just, she wanted to repeat that. She was like, well, when I focused on it before, when I was in femme and I said, Hey, I'm going to get 10 million, even though for five years, she had said, I'm going to get 10 million, 10 million under additional 10 million under management. She never did it. She got in femme. We did it in 10 months. And now she had all this learning to do first, you know, and I'm like, now you have that foundation, it's going to just be easier and faster. And we're bringing in this person and we're bringing in this from, you know, what I learned at my vivid vision retreat with Jennifer Hootie. And I'm bringing in this, what I learned from unicorn club. And I'm bringing in this, yep. what I learned from, you know, speaking on stage with Lisa or, or learn from Lisa Nichols, you know, so all these people that I'm, I pay a lot of money to, to kind of be associated with and be friends with Lisa Sasevich and like amazing, you know, mostly women, but amazing people who have created tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars that I'm everything I'm learning from them, I'm soaking up and bringing back. And I do think that's really important. Um, as your dogs start barking, I'll tell one more story. And I, I sent this an email, but I was mentioning how, um, like I, I sent an email out about Alex Hermosi and like pretty much everyone in the entrepreneurship and marketing world knows this guy because he just launched a new book. It was the biggest launch maybe in history. I don't know if I can claim that, but it was, it was like definitely went down in history as like a huge event and very successful. And I think probably 99% of the financial advisors that, you know, if, uh, would, I would guess don't know who this guy is. And it's because you guys aren't, in that world of marketing and, and sales and entrepreneurship of like what is new and up and coming. And it's probably just a lot of noise for you too. Like that's a lot of noise for you to be like, oh gosh, like this book launch, like I don't even think about a book and like, you know, let's say Facebook ads, like I don't even want to like compliance isn't going to let me do that. And like, so you're getting clear about your offer. All I do is money management, right? It's like, actually taking what he is giving, giving us and what I'm learning and being able to kind of, um, let's just say redefine it and, and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, translate it. You I'm trying to like when you translate language, like translate it for you guys to be able to use these yeah. efficiencies and shift your business to be more like a uh, entrepreneur, think like an entrepreneur, think like a marketer, think like a salesperson in the way that to serve people and, but not have to go through all the noise. So I do feel like I am good at that. I pull from all those things and bring it to, to the advisors because You're they're brilliant. like, brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're it's, brilliant at that. There's a lot. It is a lot of noise, but it's like, and how do they do that with compliance issues? And how do they do that with, you know, when they can't maybe do um, you know, branding the same way? And yeah, but there's like gold nuggets in there for sure. Yeah. And yeah. one thing I would say that that separates FEM from other kinds of programs also is the coaching. There's a lot of information out there and they're also... There are coaching programs out there that they're not coaching. Hmm. They're not giving coaching the way that you give coaching and that you've been able to bring in coaches to support the women because without open, honest feedback and opportunities to see what our blind spots are, we can learn all the information, but we, we have to do something with it. And the actual real life coaching that you give through FAM is so valuable. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I, I, I do feel I actually was talking to my coach the other day and he was like, um, you know, you're relying too much on your coaching. Like you need, you know, even more systems, you know, kind of thing, like make it easier for them, which I think is true. Like, you know, just having like systematizing things a little bit better. So it's just there, there's a little bit sometimes like in my other programs, like not as much organization as it probably should be. And because I just, I get on a coach. I give them, I overly, um, offer coaching because like in my rap program, yeah. 
for every single week I'm on a coaching call with them. And for that program, like that, you know, a lot of most of these influencers won't do that for less than 30 grand. Right. But it's like, I do that every single week with them because I know, I know how to get them out of their own way so they can have everything they want. Um, but he was saying like, you're relying too much on your coaching, but that was also a compliment. Like you're really good at it, you know? And so it's, it's effective, but what about adding the component of even more, more, you know, streamlining the the stuff. So it's easier for them. And like, yeah, I'm always trying to improve. I'm always wanting to get better. And I, as much Absolutely. as like, it's sometimes a gut punch, you know, when you have a coach that tells you the truth and what, you know, so he's like, you know, you got to clean up your business a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't, uh, it doesn't always feel good, but it's, it's, I love and honor like someone telling me the truth. It's like kids, like kids have no problem telling the truth. My son this morning, he woke up this morning and he's like, mommy. And I'm like, yeah, he's five years old. Okay. And he comes up to me, you know, Maverick, obviously, but I'm telling the audience there, but he comes up to me and he's like, so mommy, uh, I woke up this morning and I really had to pee and I peed and I realized I actually hadn't woken up. So, uh. I peed in, so he says, so I peed in my bed and then he says, and it felt really good. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's an honest child. You know, that's, that's the truth. The truth is I peed in my bed, but the real truth is it felt really, really good. And I thought that was hilarious. I immediately had to write that one down for my joke book here. But um, I'm like, yeah, but he tells the truth. Like, it wasn't mommy. I made a big mistake. I peed in my bed. It was just, and he wasn't like proud of it. He was just honest. Like he was just, yeah. all right, I peed in my bed. But um, yeah, that was pretty funny. But I do feel like, I do feel like I, I think so many people are, they don't, they don't say they're not being honest. They don't even think they're not being honest, but not, not only are they not honest with other people, but they're not honest with themselves because we sugarcoat so much stuff. And, you know, mm -hmm. I do feel that one of the main things with femme is like, everybody is so real. Like we're, we're authentic. I said this earlier, but authentic and real and, and honest. I remember actually one of the femmes who, you know, very well, Denise Purdy, she was in femme one and femme two and three and four, like she was in for a while, actually a life coach mm -hmm. before we were just doing financial advisors. And I, I once said to be honest and da, 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 da. And she said, Oh, I hate that saying. Like, I hate to be honest. Like, why would you have to say that if you're just, if, if you're always honest, why would you have to say to be honest? And so since that day, like I probably have only said it twice. Like sometimes I catch myself, you know, but I rarely ever say that because she's right. I'm like, wow, that's so good. It's like, you don't have to say to be honest. If you're always honest, just be honest. And then it's implied that you're honest. I'm like, that's really good. Cause people run that pattern, but it's kind of true. It's like, I'm about to tell you something important because I'm really going to be honest this time. Well, what were you before? Were you lying yeah. the whole time? So yeah, that's important. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Any, what other things to add? I mean, I know you mentioned a little bit of your challenges and how you got through that and how it shifted, but anything, I don't, I don't know, anything else to add that you think might help people what they need to hear just around your experience or even as a, as a femme, as a coach for femme. Yeah. I mean, it, it's been such a journey. So being from being a femme to, um, to then shifting roles to then coaching other um, other women in your world in rap. That's the biggest compliment ever is that not only was I able to master what you teach, I got to teach it and be a part of your world. And that that's a full circle kind of experience. I learned so much from that. And I, I just can't speak about how abundant you are enough, really, that it's like, learn this, take this and give it like, let's Let's share this out. Let's make sure other people know this. Another part about the finance world is compliance. Can we say, you know what I mean? Can we like just lean into that for a second? Let's be, on, let's that, be honest. Let's be honest here. Let's be honest. <laughs> to be honest. Let's be honest. Can I be honest? Can I, just, can I be honest? You yeah. can be honest, please. Let's, for once, let's lean let's into Just it. right now, for once, maybe just kind of be honest. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, what's valuable about them is to say, Yes, make more money, help more people, which is the title of your book, which has helped so many people. And we're not going to let you off the hook. You, you get to have your ideal business and you get to have your ideal life, ideal business, ideal life. And in so many financial firms, that is not the conversation. 
And one thing that has been so helpful that a part of FEM is that you've got women from different firms, different RAAs, different brokerages, different experiences going, well, this is how I got around this. And this is how I structured this. And this is how I figured this out. And that's so powerful to say that the business that you have today doesn't have to be the business that you have tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And let's make sure that we connect into what it is that you really want for your life. Mary Beth is such an amazing example of this, right? Um, that you, you can be at a firm like Wells Fargo and work within it, but still create something that you want that's for you. It doesn't have to be in the box. Get out of the box. Compliance wants to keep you in the box. But there's some really creative ways that we can teach you how to operate inside your own business or leave which a lot of women do, not saying right. that's a benefit of them per se, but to say, are you in the right place? Is it a right fit for you? Well, and if not, just be, like, don't let fear stop you from getting into something that's a better fit for you. Femme has that framework and that conversation of like, we're all here to help you win. Yeah. Well, I would, I would add to that is like, I'm not here to try to have you leave the bank or whatever, but, no. um, we've had both happen where we've had, you know, someone, um, Eileen actually was thinking about leaving and then she ended up um, like taking what she learned and end the bank with all the restrictions, all that. And like very quickly got like, I think in the next year, um, got 35 million that year, like additional AUM, because when you're in the bank and you have that foot traffic and you have and you don't know how to sell and you're just an order taker and then and you don't know how to market yourself and you have no brand and then you layer over like what I teach. It's I mean, it's really easy. Now you have people who are coming already want help and then you can get so much more you know in yeah. your local business from their you know, more business and whatnot because of that so she did really well and then actually mary beth uh finelli she was at wells fargo and now she decided eventually to leave and start her own firm so it's like and obviously jessica left and then actually lisa um from edward jones just in case i won't say her name but she she decided to stay like so it's like yeah it's like to give I always say like, Hey, if you really don't like compliance and you want to do things out of the box, like you have legs walk, like you can walk. Um, but the beauty is that if you already have the compliance, but you don't have the skills and tools to grow your business, or you already have compliance and all you have is like, just, you know, get referrals and whatever comes and you have no control over it. Like you probably don't have your most ideal business and ideal life, you know? And so if you have these skills and tools and it's like, Oh yeah, you can't unknow this. Now, you know how to get clients and you're like, Oh, but compliance. So yeah, it's not uh, an easy road. Like you have compliance, but you also get benefits probably from, if it, it's just a really strict compliance, it probably has a company that gives you other things because of it. You know, like Edward Jones, like they're, they're good night programs. Like they're giving you clients, you know, yeah. Merrill Lynch, like they got, they got the name Goldman Sachs. Like they, they're paying for the branding. Like they built that brand. So ultra high net worth clients, high net worth clients will see you, but then they're going to, they're going to, you know, zip up their pockets, you know, pretty tightly and put a lock on them, you know, because it's like, yeah, they built, they, they're spending all the money building brands. So I think it's not that usually the Goldman Sachs and Merrill Lynch are the best ideal for me because I, I do teach stuff that's way outside the box. But I, I think like you can either like what you do, hate what you do, love what you do. Um, and I would, or you can love what, what you do, or you can do what you love. Right. So I think it's like, if you're going to be in this industry, you might as well love what you do and do what you love and figure out a way to make it work for you and have more control over your business and have more control over your life and all the systems. So that's what I think Amen. it can work either way. But I think coming into it for sure, I wouldn't say if you're right now at a bank, like it's probably the ideal program. Um, doesn't mean you won't be like Eileen and go get 35 million, another 35 million under management. But typically who's in FEM, they're six figure financial advisors, um, you know, doing well, but still not feeling like they're really getting paid what they're worth because you still, you got a lot of clients. Maybe they're not very many ideal clients. You might've hit that six figure mark or maybe even, you know, 250, but you're like, you know, you have the potential for more. I mean, April's a good example of someone who is 150,000. That's my dog barking at the door. Um, so <laughs> April was 150,000 and in the first year she did an extra hundred grand. You know, mm -hmm. and then we had, um, you know, we've had some, some people like, uh, who independent, like Jamie Fleming independent, and she was doing like, I think two eighty ish, you know, and the next year she did three seventy. like that's, these are like, these are not just like little bits of money when you're making yeah. six figures, you learn how to do this properly. It's actually really easy. And then people like you who like snuck in without making six figures yet, but like, that's not typical now, especially, but, um, 
if there's someone who's Elisa Chastain, you know, and they're on their way to six figures and, and they'll do the work. We actually have, you know, Sarah Ennis, who's on her way and she's like show she's been in a rap for a couple of years. Like she showed everything. Like, I don't care how much money she's making because I already know she's already made a hundred grand, just hasn't all hit her bank account yet. You know, so it's not about the money. It's just like the caliber of people who are like, you really believe like, yes, I can do this. I'm willing to do the work. I'm willing to stretch inside my comfort zone. It's not extra time. It doesn't take, it's not working longer, harder. It's actually the opposite. And it's not just working smart. It's like stretching. It's being willing to take risk for a huge, huge reward. And so yeah. um, you represented that very, very well for all the femmes, Lisa. Yeah. You've got to keep investing in yourself. You have to keep investing in yourself. Isn't that funny? Um, like financial advisors, like all you're all about investing, but you never think investing in yourself. You're investing in some other entity, yeah. the market uh, with hopes that like, yes, markets are designed to go up. So it's not a bad thing, but it's like, which is a better investment like that mutual fund or, you know, even Apple, like you can say, oh, well, Apple, I never do as well as Apple. Sure. If you got in really early and you saw like this amazing opportunity, but like if you just invest in you compared to the S&P 500 or compared to typical mutual funds, man, like you're going to do so much better because you're designed yeah. to go up too. like you're designed to improve your human beings are designed to get smarter and better and, and, and right. more efficient, all these things. It's like, we just invest sometimes financial advisors just invest in the market. They don't think about investing in themselves. And it just like, it baffles me. It's like, you have no idea what you're capable of. You have no idea your potential. That's I it. already have seen it with hundreds of films, like and now thousands of clients, like I see it. So I saw you, Lisa, even before I was like, as well versed in this. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's already done. Like you're already done. The same thing with Tandy. We talked about this morning. I was like, oh yeah, you've already, it's basically already got the extra 10 to 15 million. I just got to do it, but it's already there. And she's like, yeah, I know it is. And she knows it now. She's like, cause I need that accountability. Then you'll help me do it. I'm like, cool. Let's do it. Well, $30 trillion is coming to women in this decade in America, 30 trillion. So I always say, who do you want to be on that side of the equation? And as financial advisors, financial professionals, we, who's, who's going to be managing that money. And if you want it to be you, Get out, let's go. Let's figure this out. There's no reason that we can't be as successful as we want to be. There really isn't. The only thing, the only person that's in your way is you. And Fem is designed to get you out of your own way to get you where you want to go in your life. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for jumping in and helping me kind of co-create this episode, <laughs> co-interview each other. Um, and uh, all of you, if you are, if, if you're listening to this and this resonates with you, I mean, keep listening to the other episodes if you want, but we are going to have, um, you know, we we're going back to the femmes to bring back the best of the best and, and you don't have to be intimidated by that. You just know that this community is like, if you at all resonate with this, it's probably a perfect chance for you or perfect time for you to reach out, have a conversation, see if you want to be part of this amazing last femme ever, mm -hmm. um, at, at least as it is right now. And, uh, and we know for sure Lisa's going to be at that last event with me. So we're going to have a big celebration for sure in May, but it's all starting very soon. So you can, if you do get in early too, we're going to bonus you a bunch of stuff um, and start early. So um, you just email support at robincrane.com, put fem, F-E-M-M in the subject line and just say like, hey, here's where I'm at in my business. Um, I want to have a conversation with Robin and I'll get on a call with you if it makes sense. We'll might ask you a few questions and then we'll see. And if not, we got other programs. And if yes, then let's do it. Awesome. That's right. Cool. So we'll see you in FEM or in the next episode. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.